We live in a very mobile world. Everyone is in a hurry to get somewhere. Throughout Scripture, God often taught people the greatest lessons along the journey. Today, we continue with Scott Pauling, our study through the great journeys of the Bible. Our prayer is that you will rediscover the adventure of walking with God. Traveling can be a very expensive endeavor. It's no wonder that the wisest man who ever lived, Solomon, in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 11, says, So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth. And when you live on the road, there are just expenses. It costs something to move forward. And that's not only true on a vacation or a business trip. That's true in life. Along the journey, there is a cost. And there's a price to be paid to keep moving forward. And uh, I remember as a young man hearing someone say, Where God guides... He provides. That really stuck in my heart. It stayed with me all of these years. And now, as a much older man, I can testify and say that is absolutely true. If the Lord leads you, He also meets you on the way. He goes with you. And so, with the Lord, you have everything you need. Uh, an aged psalmist said, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And I want to stop and say amen to that. Now, I'm speaking to some of you today that have great need. I would venture to say we all have some need, but some of you are dealing with great need today and you're wondering about the provision. Uh, may I remind you that God uses many uh, means to get us what we need, but He's always the source. So we're not trusting in ourselves. We're not trusting in others. We're not trusting in something to break through. Our trust and our faith must be in God alone. I bring you today to one of the great journeys of the Bible in Genesis chapter number 45. It is an amazing story of faith in God and how the Lord rewards that faith. It is the story of an old man named Jacob. Now you know Jacob, of course. He becomes the, the man whose sons will be the tribes of Israel. Jacob is up in years. His favorite son, Joseph, has been in Egypt for much time now. He has become the prime minister, the second in command in Egypt. That's an amazing story in and of itself. And now Jacob gets the glorious news that not only is Joseph still alive, but he's sending for his father and the whole family. Now, they've been living through a great famine in Israel, and so Joseph is now sending for him. And he's doing so with Pharaoh's full authority and all of the resources of Egypt at his disposal. In fact, Pharaoh sends a personal message. Can you imagine getting a personal message from the Pharaoh of Egypt? And uh, here's what he says. In Genesis chapter 45, verse 17, Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Say unto thy brethren, This do ye, laid your beast, and go get you unto the land of Canaan, and take your father, that's Jacob, and your households, and come unto me. And I will give you the good of the land of Egypt, and ye shall eat the fat of the land. Now thou art commanded, this do ye, take your wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father and come. And then we come to the verse that I want to center on today, Genesis chapter 45 and verse number 20. He says, also, regard not your stuff, for the good of all the land of Egypt is yours. He essentially says, money's no object. 
Don't worry about your things. Don't worry about what you have to walk away from. Don't worry about your own provisions because everything here is at your disposal. Now, as a general rule in Scripture, uh, Egypt symbolizes the world and evil. But in this particular case, it was actually God's divine provision for them. It's beautiful to see how even some place like Egypt can be used by God. I'm thinking now of the verse that says that God uh, rules the good and overrules the evil. That's essentially what he's doing here. He's overruling the evil and he's ruling the good. He's using the resources of Egypt to provide for Israel. He's making a way so that every need will be met. I want to tell you on the authority of the Word of God today that it's not up to you. You should work and do all you can, but it is not up to you to live day by day. Instead, it is up to you to trust the God who provides every day your daily bread and know if He takes care of the beast of the field and the birds of the air, my dear brother, my dear sister, He's going to take care of you. Now listen to the phrase that Pharaoh says to them. Also, regard not your stuff. Did you know the word stuff was even in the Bible? It is. In fact, if you search it out, you're going to discover that the word stuff is found 16 times in our English Bible. I did a little word study on this word because it's a, a common word we use today. Uh, usually stuff means a lot of nothing, doesn't it? In Scripture, and especially in the Old Testament, stuff could refer to any number of things. It could refer to, uh, to military things, to weapons, to furniture, to material goods, uh, anything that has been prepared. So listen to the verse again. He says, also regard not your stuff or what you've prepared or what you have hoarded up. Regard not your stuff for the good of all the land of Egypt is yours. The king is saying to them, I have much more than you have. I can take better care of you than you can take care of yourself. Just come to me. I want to tell you today that the king of the universe, the king of heaven, the king of eternity, the Lord Jesus Christ can take better care of you than you can take of yourself. Come to Him. Look to the Lord for divine provision. You see, stuff is not a slang word. It really is a Bible word. And it reminds us to get our eyes off all of the things of this world. Did you know that the stuff of this world has very little substance to it? We strive and we work all of our lives to get as much stuff as we can so we can spend any spare time looking at the stuff and admiring the stuff only to find out that someone else has more and better stuff than we do. And so what do we do? We go right back to work, to work hard, to get more stuff. Then we need a bigger house to store the stuff we have. And on and on the cycle goes. No wonder life is such a disappointment and this world is such a disillusionment to so many people. They're regarding their stuff, the stuff of this world, more highly than they should. So I want to take this verse and give it to you today. Regard not your stuff. Don't set your heart on the stuff of this world. Don't get yourself so fixed on temporal things that you miss the eternal, on material things that you miss the spiritual, on your resources that you miss God's riches. Let me give you a couple of examples quickly. In Joshua chapter 7, and verse number 11, we have the story of Achan. Do you remember the story of Achan? He hid some things that he'd stolen. And in Joshua chapter 7 and verse number 11, it says, Israel hath sinned, and they've also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them, for they've even taken of the accursed thing 
and have also stolen and dissembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. You know, sometimes we try to hide our sin among the stuff. Another distraction, something else to to fill the void and the vacancy that only God can fill. My friend, nothing is going to fill that emptiness except the Lord. Stop trying to hide your sin among the stuff. And then another example, 1 Samuel chapter 10. Do you remember when God was looking for Saul and the first king of Israel? He said to Samuel, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt and delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all kingdoms and of them that have oppressed you. And he says later in the same passage concerning Saul that Saul, verse 22, had hid himself among the stuff. Sometimes we're hiding our sin among the stuff and sometimes we're hiding ourselves among the stuff. Sometimes the most important things get lost among things that really do not matter. So I want to tell you today, regard not your stuff. Get your eyes off of the wealth of this world and on the riches you have that are eternal in Jesus Christ. He will take good care of you. Thank you for joining us today for this time in God's Word. For additional messages, resources, and helps for your Christian life, visit us at scottpauley.org. We hope you will share the broadcast with a friend and plan to join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey. Thank you.